The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome to today's show of Epic Proportions. Thanks for listening, everyone. And before I introduce my very special guest, I would like to kick off with our Boomerang Movement highlight. And for those of you that are new to the program, the Boomerang Movement is the empowering concept that we use to start our show each and every week. The idea is to understand the power that you have in your life and allow you to see that what you put out in your life is exactly what you get back. And I have a really simple example of this concept that happened to me the other day. I love to support local farmers in my community, so I shop at local farms and farmers markets. And a woman who was purchasing her farm fresh produce ahead of me commented that she drives quite a distance to buy her produce at the farm where we were shopping. She really loves the produce and says that it's it's the best there, so she kind of comes down and, and drives about 40 minutes from her home. She mentioned that she didn't get the coupons that were out there because she lived you know, further out of town. And I happily shared my coupon with her stating that I, I said this out loud and I said I would, uh, I would be on the lookout for another coupon as she could use mine. And immediately the gentleman behind the register pulled out another coupon and handed it to me. And that's how quickly the boomerang effect can and does work if you allow it and if you believe it. So this week I am charging all of you to challenge yourself to throw out a giving boomerang and to see how quickly either the love, the energy, or the money or success that comes right back to you, how quickly it can come back to you. We live in a world where giving and receiving are one and the same. So to have fun with this boomerang effect this week and be sure to let me know uh, your stories at fee at directconnectcoaching.com or catch me on Facebook. Now, for our terrific guest, terrific guest, Greg Salsicoli. Welcome to the show, Greg. We're very happy to have you on board today. Thank you, Fee. It's great to be on the show. Thank you for having me today. And I want to give you a formal introduction, Greg, and I want to let our listeners know that Greg is the co-founder and president of CoachWell, a professional consulting company providing executive coaching, certification, and coaching systems for leaders and organizations. Greg is a regular speaker at leadership conferences, and he coaches leaders in personal and professional development as well as team and organizational health. 
As an avid outdoorsman, Greg enjoys skiing and mountain biking in the beautiful Cascade Mountains of Central Oregon. We certainly don't have those beautiful mountains here in Chicago, but uh, we have big buildings anyway. (laughs) Greg is a graduate of Vanguard University, and he lives in Bend, Oregon with his wife, Diana. For more information about Greg, please visit him at coachwell.com. I give to you... Greg Salsicoli. Thanks so much, Greg. Well, thank you, Fee. It's, a, it's an honor to be on your show today. I'm, I'm looking forward to our, our time. I think we're going to have a, a great interview. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the things that um, you are so really gifted at, Greg, is understanding success, and you, you coach a great number of executives and executive leaders, and um, you've written a book called The Enemies of Excellence, and I wanted uh, you to start with and share with our listeners uh, the seven reasons why people sabotage success. I, I think that the first reason is that they, they don't recognize that building success fee is is different than building sustainability. You know, you might get to a point of success. In fact, you can. I should change it. You can get to a point of success, but it's different to sustain yourself there. Um, you know, many people don't realize that. And, and egotism is the first enemy. Um, if you get to a point where you say to yourself, I know best, my opinion is best, um, if you're in a room with, with other leaders and, you, and you're saying to yourself, oh, man, I just, they just don't understand it like I understand it, or you become isolated in your own thoughts, um, and you become kind of intoxicated with your own thoughts, that's a dangerous place to be. Um, if, you know, many times you can then therefore close out counsel, and that can take you down a long journey of, disaster that unfortunately, as you know, you and I know, and many of the listeners know today, we've seen tremendous gifted people end up undermining and many times destroying their own lives and those that work with them, that serve with them. And I've seen many organizations walk down that path and it begins with this first enemy, enemy number one, egotism. Yeah, and I I know you uh, refer to the example of Tiger Woods in the book. What do you suppose happened to him in terms of? uh, Obviously, there was, um, you know, there was there were some choices and poor choices that he made. But what do you suppose happened to him from your perspective? You know, the challenge we all have is that our talents and abilities run ahead of our character fee. You know, character is slower to develop. It, it takes, it has a, a longer maturation point. It takes a lot longer to build character and discipline and self-control. And many times, talented people, their talents running them headlong into wonderful opportunities and taking them to places and heights of success that they never even dreamed were possible. But their character is lagging behind. They, you know, they may not put enough time in developing that character and self-control. And also, you need to invite a very select group of people around you that you practice self-disclosure with. And I think that's what happened to a Tiger. You know, he had his talents and abilities took him to places he wasn't prepared with his character. 
um, or his disciplines and probably even counsel around him and inviting that counsel in. You know, accountability doesn't work unless I invite it in. You know, unless if I don't invite it in, I don't really have accountability. I might have people around me, but unless I invite it in and practice self-disclosure, um, I don't really have accountability. I think it's what happened to Tiger, and it happens to a lot of other talented people. I really like that concept, Greg, that accountability doesn't work unless I invite it in. It is something that you really, as you grow and develop as a human being, it is something that you recognize is necessary for your growth is your own personal account- accountability. Yeah, I, I you know, I, um, I have some wonderful people around me that I do practice that with, and I, it's absolutely necessary. You know, we... We talk about the concept of blind spots. Well, that is a real concept. You know, we do have blind spots. And think about how wonderful it would be, though, in our lives if we develop, in in the book I talk about this, see, developing a core group of advisors, of people that we invite around us, you know, legal advice, maybe spiritual advice, professional coaching, as you and I are in that profession, Maybe even a personal trainer, maybe a nutritionist, maybe a marriage counselor, you know, that we surround ourselves with a financial advisor with these beautiful group of people who have expertise that's outside of our expertise. Now, if we invite them in, then we, now we get to leverage all of that wisdom and we're going to make better decisions. We're going to live higher quality lives. We're going to avoid sabotage, which is you know, leadership is dangerous and success is, can be lethal. But if we have the right group around us and truly build that, that core group of counsel, think how much safer fee it is. Think how much more effective that you and I are going to be with that. Yeah, that's certainly the case. And the wisdom that we can gain from other people who are experts in their respective fields is uh, it's it's really priceless, and in, in as far as I'm concerned, what what types of things do you use, or people do you use as accountability systems in your own world, Greg, that you can share with our listeners um, that you have found most effective? Well, I, I will tell you that the first level of effective accountability is is Diana. You know, my. My wonderful bride, who I've been married to now for for 30 years, I've known for 35 years. Um, you know, I, I still believe that God gave Diana to me as a helpmate. That's what Scripture says, and she's been a tremendous counsel to me. You know, she she loves me, but she's willing to to confront me. You know, I'm I I might be six five and 225 pounds, but but my beautiful bride will stand right in front of me and. And say, I think we need to talk. I, there's a there's a posture fee that I've noticed. If 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 we're in the kitchen talking, and if Diana leans against the counter, she's just kind of give me some ideas. If she sits up on the counter and says she'd like to talk, I'm like, uh oh, something. <laughs> it's the counter talk. <laughs> it's the counter talk no, no. method. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sit on the counter talk. No. You know, uh-huh. if she if she sits on the counter talk, I'm like, uh oh, she really wants to share something critical. And I and I need at that moment, I need to open up my heart and my head and I need to sit down my pride and I need to listen. So there's Diana, then I have our family and we have extended family. I have I do I'm not with the, I don't have a professional coach currently. 
but I do have a couple of the spiritual advisors, um, and I do have one gentleman that he and I connect quarterly, and he does still, still coach me. So I have some... I try to make myself very accountable to those structures. And my, my, my prayer partner, you know, he and I are every two weeks, and he's really asking me some very pointed character and questions that check my character, my motives, um, you know, even even just how I spend my time. Um, and so he's asking me those things. And through those, those, that council, then we have the whole layer of that core group. We do have several legal advisors. We have financial advisors. We have tax advisors. So we have all that professional level as well. But I do have these structures in there that are willing to ask me those very beautiful questions that helps me practice self-disclosure and um, allows me to have an examined life. You know, I, I really think uh, I would recommend that all leaders consider making your life an examined life by very key people. This can't be done with anybody. You have to select the right people. But an examined life, in my opinion, is a safe life. And when it's not examined, that's a place where people can get into, into trouble. Yeah, and I think it really does help, uh, even the, as you mentioned, Greg, having a prayer partner to really ask the tough questions. And that's someone that is really truly a friend. I would imagine that person that you have as a partner um, really is a friend to you that can say, hey, let's look at kind of the underlying motives or intentions of what's going on here. And I think there's just tremendous value in um, discovering that about yourself, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. You know, and I, I, I have a responsibility for you. You know, why I coach, as you know, our our coaching firm coaches a lot of high end executives and leaders and owners of of tremendous movements and companies. I have a responsibility to set myself before them as someone who is prepared. You know, someone who. Um, is authentic and does not have many of these danger points. I talk about even my own book. Those are not operating here. I don't have mismanagement operating and bad habits and indulgence and broken relationships and isolation. I, I don't have those enemies active in my life. I have to, as a level of, of honor and responsibility and integrity, I've got to make sure that I'm at a great place um, I'm not perfect, fee, but I'm a practitioner of excellence, and I've got to make sure that I, I put myself in front of them, prepared to give them value and honor them enough that I would be able to walk through those steps myself. Well, isn't that really truly the definition of leadership, Greg, in that you are leading by example and living that example of that examined life that you spoke about? Yeah, Paul even talked about it to his protege, and, and he talked about it in, in Second Timothy. He said, set before the believers an example in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. That kind of covers it all, doesn't it, Fee? Yeah, um, it sure does. You know, that's a, a pretty exhaustive list there. And I have taken that seriously. You know, this is my 14th year now that I've been a executive coach and consultant to groups and organizations, and... I I just if there's any 
I don't think it's a fear. I guess it's a, the greatest conviction I have is that I don't want to dishonor my family and those people that I serve. I just cannot do that and ultimately honor the God that I serve. I just can't do it. I, I just couldn't. I, I just can't bring myself to that point. I have to, to the best of my ability, to try to live as honorable as I possibly can. I mean, what else can I bring you? If, I, if I'm not bringing you that, that honor, and, and if I'm not submitted, then really what, what value can I actually bring? I, I can bring ideas, but I think the, the more power in a leader comes in, it comes in the practices, it comes in the disciplines, it comes in the daily, you know, learning to subject yourself to truth and to good habits and right living. I mean, that, that's really where the proof of the leaders, um, you know, power and integrity comes from is it's really in the, in the day to day. Yeah. And, and, and it, like you said, in the practice, well, we are, uh, up on up against our first break already, Greg. So, uh, we're going to be right back and thanks for listening. on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world and that includes you visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment do you want to directly impact your business results improve the quality of your life learn to empower yourself or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself if so directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we welcome any questions that you may have for our guests today. So please bring them on. Give us a call. Uh, we're talking with Greg Salsicoli today and... Greg, one of the things that I really, truly enjoyed about reading your book, The Enemies of Excellence, was that you talked about really being an effective 
listener. And I wanted to ask you some of the most effective ways that you remain present while listening and not jumping to conclusions because you gave some great illustrations in the book about how people will begin to formulate what they're going to say before their partner that they're listening to um, finish even finishes what their statement is. So what do you use as, an, as effective ways to remain present? <laughs> so one of the ways is to practice active listening. So Fee, what I'm hearing you say is that in the book, The Enemies of Excellence, I, I talk about the, the whole issue of being present with people and that people struggle with, with formulating the response before they even actually fully listen to what someone is saying. Did I, did I get it? Is that, is that correct? You got it. <laughs> okay. Yes. So that's one of the ways is that, uh, first of all, I, I want to have a huge confession for our listeners today. I, I was not a great listener. In fact, it was the one blockage to me having a phenomenal marriage, which we have today, is that I needed to learn how to listen to Diana. I, and therefore, learn how to listen to my clients and the people that I serve. And being a talker, I've always been an active talker. Um, I'm always ready to talk and share. I've got so much to, to tell you and teach you. And, and I've had to really learn that you've got to first become a note taker before you can become a great communicator. And so, Fee, I, I've learned how to take notes now. Even with clients, I, t- I keep copious notes. So... Even today, if, if, if two friends or a couple or you're with a client, if you, if you sit down with them, take notes and then practice mirroring, talking back to them and saying, so what I'm hearing you say is, and that's what I just do, did, did with Fee a moment ago, it's amazing what you'll discover. Um, so the, the question is, how do you remain present? I think that first of all is you have to have a posture of, of being present. If you really care about someone, the most honoring thing we can do is actually listen to them. And I like to say accurately listen to them. When they're sharing, write down the key concepts of what they're saying. Even right now, I'm taking notes with Fee in our our interview today. I'm taking notes of what she's saying. I'm watching and trying to learn and try to, to do the best I can with her. So... Try to take that posture that I'm going to be a listener first before I'm a talker. God gave us two ears and he gave us one mouth, and I think there's a big reason for that. I think we need to utilize those two ears a little better and listen, take notes, repeat back, mirror, and then ask, is there more? And then begin to then say, can we switch? Or just say, um, what, is it okay if, if I share at this point? And I think if we start to do that, See, we can regain the lost art of dialogue. I think a lot in our culture, would, would you agree there's a lot of monologue going on? There's not a lot of dialogue going on. Well, I would definitely agree with you, Greg. And one of the conversations that I had with uh, actually a doctor friend of mine who recently passed away was about 75 or 6 years old. And he was really not understanding social media and he said he he just didn't get it he what he didn't engage and it did did not practice in any of the social media concepts and i said to him i believe 
the reason why social media took off so rapidly is because I feel that people have a story and they need to be heard. And he looked at me and he said, I've never thought of it that way. And because of our very fast technology and and, and methods of communication, there are so many assumptions that people make as a result of just simply you know, having, a, a, like you said, Greg, a monologue or just a, a word dialogue back and forth via text. There's not, there isn't that compassion and care that can be generated as a result of that. But I do feel like it is something that is so important in our society to maybe retrain or regain ground in, and that is, effective listening without taking it personally. You know, sometimes there's, there's emotions yeah. that come up as a result of whatever is being said. And I, I have found in my own life and in my own world that the, the times when I would get challenged in that is when I would take things personally or make assumptions about what was really <laughs> truly going on. Yes, um... That is so true. It's, it's very easy to make assumptions. It's very easy to indict people, too, isn't it? It's very easy to in, indict them before we investigate. Um, you know, I've I found many times that that's been one of my challenges, and that's also been a challenge with a lot of companies that we work with, is people are indicting each other. They're already convicting one another. You, you, they're operating on assumption like you shared about. And they didn't investigate to get the full message. And when, when we finally helped them investigate, a lot of things get cleared up really quickly. Sure. Um, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that, that's it. It's, it. it's much better to investigate than, than indict. And we can also avoid inciting people to anger if we, if we investigate and be, are present and listen there's so much that can be accomplished, so much that can be resolved, so much that can be negotiated. Um, this, is a, this is a principle that can help all the business owners out there today. If you want to increase the success of your staff and you want to increase the success of your company, if you can learn active listening, it will amaze you how you can be more influential with your staff and more effective with your clientele that you serve. I would certainly agree with that, Greg, wholeheartedly. I want to talk a little bit now about uh, your favorite stories of renewal, renewal either in your own life or the lives of your clients. You talk about that concept in the book, and I wanted to ask you some of those favorite uh, concepts that you can bring the rich value to the listeners about renewal. So systematic renewal is a, is a wonderful concept. If you, you know, when, when you board an aircraft and the steward or stewardess says, in case of emergency, the oxygen mask drops, see, do, do, do they say put it on the other person first? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. They say put it on yourself first. Why, why see, why, why do they do that? Why, do they, why does the steward or stewardess say that? Well, certainly, in order to take care of, your, you need to take care of yourself first so that you can have the oxygen, the energy to be able to take care of another. Gosh, 
gosh, it sounds so selfish, Fee. Is it? Aren't you just self-centered and selfish and self-serving if you take care of yourself first? Actually, really self-loving. <laughs> it, it's it's strategically important. I mean, in all honesty, if I come into my company today and I'm exhausted, Fee, and I'm undernourished, and I and I'm dehydrated because most corporate people are chronically dehydrated. And, I, and I'm so I'm not thinking real clear. And I come into a key meeting where I've got all my key staff. And I react and respond and I'm aggressive and I overreact and I... What, what am I doing at that point, V? Well, certainly not valuing or bringing value to the people that you are serving. Right. And therefore, it's strategically important that it would be better if I had gotten the oxygen I needed. If I had got, you know, if I had been disciplined on myself to give myself the rest. If I had dehydrated better with water and with electrolytes. If I had eaten a good nutritious breakfast. If I had come in and brought them strength by practicing systematic renewal in my emotions and physical and relationships and even even spirituality. If I had, by those cycles of renewal, if I had come in refreshed, I'm going to lift up the group. I'm going to lift up the company. I'm going to help this culture go forward, and our clients are going to be served better. But because I didn't practice systematic renewal, I actually am out of oxygen, and I'm trying to help others, but I'm actually now undermining my entire group. So the power of this, let me give you some, some, some good stories. I had a, I had a CEO um, who owns a consulting firm, actually, and I was talking to him. He said, Greg, it's the strangest thing. He said, I've been going home now, and it's like I have a different wife, and I have different children. I mean, <laughs> they're coming up on my lap. Um, they're, they're, we're talking, we're sharing, we're laughing. It's like homework now is not nearly as what it used to be. Um, it's just not such a big hassle. Bedtime is now a fun time. Um, it's like, I don't know what's happened to my family. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just call him Charles. I said, Charles, what do you think's happened to your family? What's been different about you the last 90 days? Because oh, I get it. So since I've been taking better care of myself, since I've been eating better, getting the sleep I need, giving myself days off, getting the rest I need, since I've been actually scheduling a date night with my wife, since I've been actually scheduling myself to get off work earlier and not work later into the evenings, it's me, isn't it? So, yeah, it's you. Yeah. And so what he discovered is, what Charles discovered is, is that he started to build these patterns of renewal that really are how you do your life and how you do your day. As he built these spiritual, emotional, relational, physical patterns of replenishment in his schedule, he was a different person, so therefore they were a different family. It's amazing. Now, 
See, I will tell you, it's not easy because here's here's the challenge. There's a leadership style that, see, I, I don't yet have the research on this, but I, I think it came out of earlier corporate America where it's a centralized leadership style versus a decentralized leadership style. Let me explain. If any of you or our listeners today, if, if you took out a piece of paper, a scratch paper, and drew two circles, and the first circle you have arrows coming in, into the center. You have four arrows, north, south, east, and west arrow pointing into the center. Put a big L in the center of that circle. That's a centralized leadership style. I'll explain that in a moment. Next to it is a second circle. Have all the arrows go out from the center, a north, a south, and east and the west, and still have an L in the middle. The L stands for leader. In the first circle, centralized, is the old leadership style was everything comes back to me. I want all decisions coming back to me. All I need to know everything. I want to be involved in, every, in everything. So, therefore, I'm in, I end up being in too many meetings, too much email, you know, where I, mean, I can never get to the bottom of my email. I, I had one client fee that had 40,000 unanswered emails. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, sir, you have to declare email bankruptcy. It's never going to happen. No. <laughs> That's a good one. That's it's never going to happen. Right. You're, you're never going to find the bottom of that abyss. Pile. You know? No, no, no. Yeah. And so we have too many meetings. And I, I, oh, honey, I, I can't be home. I can't go to the kids' game because I have to be at that, at that meeting. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, our anniversary. Oh, my gosh. Did I, did I forget our anniversary? You know, so... This, this centralized leader, because they want to be at the center hub of everything rather than empower people, can never achieve life balance, can never have systematic renewal because everything comes back to them. So, Fee, we have to help them become a decentralized leader first before they can build these patterns of systematic renewal. Find the right people. Hire them. Give them authority. Give them a portfolio of, of tasks and, and leadership to do, and let them do it. Let them do it. And now you will be, become more of a specialist in your field and only do the things that only you can do. Now you're sharing the load with others. You're letting them do what they do well. You do what you do well. And now you're able to now begin to build patterns of systematic renewal in your daily and weekly calendar. And now you're going to be a much healthier, balanced, refreshed, revitalized person who can help grow your organization and can also maintain sustainable success over a long period of time. And wouldn't you agree, Greg, that one of the things that holds a leader back from being able to move into more of a decentralized leadership style is trust. They, they, they lack the ability to trust people uh, to delegate to. Yes, the, I, I would agree with you wholeheartedly, you know, and sometimes they've had a couple of bad hires. Well, <laughs> welcome to planet earth. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen. But, right. you know, it, we have to begin sometime. 
we have to begin sometime to extend trust to people. Now, if you properly delegate and if you properly coach them, you're, you know, and that, that's why we went into the building coaching systems fee. That's why we built our latest cloud-based systems that you can really coach your people. You can still have connection to them, but you're now empowering them with, with directed oversight. I think that's the key is that a lot of guys thought, okay, I'm going to get people, I'm going to give them stuff, and I'm, going to, and I'm never going to check in with them. Well, no, 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 no. It's directed oversight. It, it's, it's not separation. We're not siloing now. It's just that you're going to find the right people who have the competency. Please vet them properly. They've got to be vetted out and properly placed. But then give them directive oversight. And over time, you'll build greater trust. And over time, you'll also be able to learn how to take your hands off of that particular area. You know, it's like... It's like that child, the first time that they ride the bike down the street, you, you know, you have to be a strong man to get their hands off of that bicycle. That, that child has got a death grip on that, those handlebars. Sure. That's how a lot of leaders are. It takes a while for them to release that grip and let things go. Sure. And we are going to pick back up after our break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. And we're back. Thanks for listening. I am joined by my very special guest today, Greg Salsicoli. And uh, I was, we're talking about systematic renewal and how important it is to really, what I like to refer to, Greg, is fill up your own cup first before you have enough to share or so that you have enough to share with others. And that's a visual concept of systematic renewal. And um, I think that's probably built uh, on habits and you talk about habits in your book and replacing 
bad habits um, in with productive habits. And what would you suggest to our listeners that that you know that you do or that you have coached people in in building and developing productive habits to move them towards systematic renewal? So this this is a great subject, Fee. To how do you really overcome the the bad habits that are in our life, and and how do you build good ones? Um, is, is is that where you'd like to center in for a couple of minutes? Yes. Uh, you know, first there's a there's, there's a beginning that's going to sound quite strange. Uh, I believe every human being has a life ownership number. You know, it's let's say it's one to ten, and one if you have a low life ownership number means that, gosh, it was my parents' fault. It's, it's the government. Have you seen the economy lately? Um, you know, it's where I live. It's the age I was born in. It's my gender. We've got all kinds of excuses for the the state of our life. And if something goes wrong, it's always someone else's fault. That's a low life ownership number. Someone who's a 789 that has a high life ownership number is is always going to look to themselves first. What can I learn from this? What could I have done better? Gosh, there was a, there was a failed partnership, which this happens a lot in failed partnerships, by the way. This, we get called in. I try to help the owners first come to terms with, I have them fill out a disaster report. And hmm. what did you learn in this disaster? And then we try to come together and help them discern how they can, you know, what did, what did they learn? What, did they, what could they have done better? And I like to help them have a higher ownership of the situation first for themselves before they look into the other person to change. So, one of the greatest things that you, you can do today, listeners, that I've continually learned myself, is to have, adopt a higher life ownership number. What can I do about this situation? Even if you had nothing to do with the situation, you're driving down the road, someone comes out of nowhere and T-bones you, and you get injured, don't move to just blaming that person for this unfortunate event in your life. What can you do to move towards resolving it? What can you quickly move towards resolving it? So the first thing is, let's, let's have a high life ownership number. Let's look at the actual bad habits we have, whether it's stretching the truth, which is, was mine and I still have to be careful of. Um, it's amazing how big that fish is I caught yesterday. By yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> the Diana's so funny. She says, Greg, that was a great story. That's not how I remember it, but it was a great story. So, you know, it's, it's amazing how we have to be honest. Whatever your bad habits are, get honest about them. Be honest enough that you could write them down right now on a piece of scratch paper. If it's chronically late, if whatever, it's stretching the truth, whatever it might be, go ahead and write them down. Okay, now what you want to do is you want to pick a good habit that will replace the poor habit. Now, this is a secret that I, I want all of us to listen to very, very carefully. The best way to overcome a poor habit is to build a good one. Just build the good one. That's how you overcome the poor habit. Let's use chronically late. If I'm chronically late, what I want to do now is I want to move in my calendar 
and set myself to be at appointments 15 minutes before the actual time. Set the fifth, set that time in my calendar as the actual time I should be there, but it's 15 minutes early. Just get used to breaking that membrane of being there before you actually need to be there and start building that new habit. And eventually your poor habits will drop away. Fee, you might want to, you might want to weigh in on this one. So what are your thoughts about what you've heard? Well, I have to tell you, I definitely owe a great deal of gratitude to my husband because I came from a very chronically late family and we often use the excuse, I, I was the youngest, I am the youngest of seven children, and there were nine of us in a very small home in on the south side of Chicago growing up. And at one point, we only had one bathroom, and then we added an addition to the top of our home. And so there were two bathrooms and nine people to get ready. And so we would show up at holiday parties or family events and never on time, ever. We never were. And it really, really bothered my husband terribly when we first started dating and then once we got married. And so it's so interesting that you talk about just breaking the membrane of the habit. Um, He really helped me to break that. And now I can tell you that I'm always at family parties and family functions, always the first one there. And I live the furthest away. And it was, yeah, it was, it was something that I just learned to do. And I'm very excited to share with you, Greg, that our two children are always, always on time. And thanks to my husband and his family, because I never knew that. And and we came from such, not just, not only my family had seven children, but aunts and uncles, many of them. In my in, on my mom's side and on my dad's side, had seven children, and so our events and functions were like you know big corporate parties. They were gigantic because of our huge family, and so um, it, it, it we just became accustomed to being so late. So that's a really great one, and being early Lombardi time, fifteen minutes early, is a great. Uh, habit to uh, you know to replace that lateness definitely, and it sh- it also shows a, a level or a degree of respect for the person that you are um, meeting with or getting together with. Yeah, no, it's, it 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 really is something that when, when we discover how it actually affects others, I think that's another layer. I think you just hit in another secret there, is that when we start to consider what are bad habits, how they affect and and really impact others, I think it's another layer of that that can help us dig in and tap into that motivation, you know, to then therefore build a solution. Um, you know, it's, it's not a bad idea to actually list your bad habits, list the good habits to replace for them, and then just to list the daily actions that you'll do to therefore build the good habit and drop off the old Sure, and the the implications are so much deeper, I believe, than what we even know. Because as you said when you were telling the story uh, to your wife, Diana, and she said, well, that's a great story, but it's not how I remember it. There's <laughs> Life is all about perspective. 
and yeah. where where you stand and where what you see and this the perspective is so very different from yeah. wh- where you're standing. She just missed see, she just missed the H D version. I was just trying to give her the you know, the, the high definition version of that story is all I was trying to do. Oh, okay, I got it. I get it now. <laughs> That's good. Well, one of the values that, as we're still on the subject of your of your wife and your relationship with your wife, and I, I'm going to go back to the the active listening concept, is that I find it really beautiful that listening was such a struggle for you, and it was a struggle in your marriage, and that is the actual importance or a, a very deep level of importance of what you do in your work. So your wife, I look at it as so beautiful being the instrumental or pivotal person to teach you the most ef- effective habit or the most effective uh, concept or um, activity that you do and that you use on a daily basis. There's there's depth to that. Yeah, it's, uh, I you know I didn't. Uh, it was such a learning for me. You know, I think I had to learn how to quiet the mind first um, to to really begin to engage with people. And it, it, bar none, it has been the number one skill that has helped me in my professional effectiveness. Has been able to actively listen. We uh, we both did go to a counselor, by the way, see for a while that helped us to reinforce those skills with with each other in in our marriage. And you know, I can just thank that that counselor today for his ability to help us, his patience to help us build active listening. And you're right, it, it is it's probably the signature skill set today that has not only saved my marriage, enhanced my marriage, but helped me to have better relationships with my my children. Now my daughter-in-laws will even help me with my grandchildren. So, you know, it has been such a valuable tool. And I never realized how much I was missing, Fee. I'm like, wow, I have been missing a lot. What I thought I knew, I didn't really know. There was so much I was missing that needed to be confirmed. And... Active listening is a lot like a FedEx package. You know, someone sends you a FedEx package, you need to sign it and confirm that you received it and then open it up and look at the contents. And it's amazing how I realized I probably had stacks of FedEx packages, communication packages that were stacked up around me that I never opened and how much I was missing. thought I knew... But never, but never confirmed. Active listening confirms and ensures that you receive all of the communication package that someone was sending to you. Yeah, that's beautiful. A great analogy. I want to talk a little bit about um, the products that are available at Coachwell, so that the listeners can um, can go to your website to take a look at what's available and what's next for you before we close. We've got a couple minutes uh, before we close. So can you give us a quick synopsis of that? Would love to, Fee. Thank you so much. So Coachwell is dedicated to inspiring excellence in, in people's lives and their leadership and their, their organizations. We do it three ways. One is we provide 
executive coaching for them as, as individuals. And then we like to provide um, on-site training um, and team building and teamwork with their organizations. And that can lead all the way to licensing our software coaching system that helps you manage your people, do performance reviews with them, coach them, enrich them. Um, it's a continuous leadership development system as well. And then we also certify coaches, both inside organizations as corporate coaches, as well as we certify professional and executive coaches for our own team, as well as to build their own practices. So basically coaching, consulting, certification, along with our coaching systems, those are basically the things that we do, Fee. Wonderful. And I know you've got a book coming, another book coming out in 2015, right? Yes, yes, we do. Wonderful. So uh, listeners can be kind of looking for that um, at the early part of next year or sometime towards the spring of next year. Is that right? It's probably going to be the spring. Yeah, it's, it, it's right now in front of the publishers, and we're just determining which publisher we're, we're going to go with at this point. But yeah, probably next spring. Wonderful. Well, it, uh, it truly has been a pleasure, Greg, to connect. I think we, again, I think we could probably talk about the enemies of excellence and how to renew and, and, and active listening. I think we could probably talk about it for uh, days and days on end. But the hour went by very quickly today. I really <laughs> appreciate your participation in today's show and partic- uh, I appreciate your energy and, and insights and wisdom today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fee. Thank you for the honor to be with you. I appreciate it very much. I want to also say thank you so much to Cutco Cutlery for being a terrific supporter of the show. I really, truly appreciate my friends at Cutco and absolutely love the quality products. I know, Greg, you've, you've uh, had some Cutco in, uh, in your world, too, and probably got a couple cuts on your fingers as a result. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and we, yes. we also work with, with Cutco and Vector. They're tremendous companies. Yes, and uh, I do know that when you give the gift of Cutco, people will always remember that gift that lasts forever. I had someone at my 30-year reunion last year say, I don't remember one gift that I got from my wedding, but I do remember Cutco. So that was interesting. Um, I'm very excited because tonight is the season opener for our St. Charles East Saints girls volleyball team. So my daughter is a captain on the team. So I'm very excited to kick off what will be, as I said on Facebook, an epic season. Very happy to see the teamwork and team camaraderie, camaraderie there. And to our valued women and men who are in the armed services, thank you for all that you do for our country and for our freedom. To our listeners, please continue to share the powerful message of this show and throw out those very powerful and meaningful boomerangs this week. I wish you all a very inspired week, and we'll be right back here next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Fee Mazanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. We'll see you then.